Hi there, it's Mark from Third Shot Sports. You're listening to Pickleball Problems. Hi there, and welcome to the show. Pickleball Problems is the podcast where we answer your questions about anything to do with pickleball. So whether you're dealing with a difficult partner, a serve that has mysteriously disappeared, or you're just trying to figure out that third shot drop, give me a call at 1-833-PICKLEBEE and ask me your question. That's 1-833-742-5532. All right, let's get to the questions. Hey, Mark. This is Ted Bryson out in California, Northern California north of Sacramento. Uh, the question is, um, I, I stack and play with a left-handed player, and he started stacking because he has a weak backhand. But um, uh, we've gotten pretty good at stacking, but he, they still keep attacking his backhand. How can I best help him learn how to hit uh, a good backhand and be ready for uh, those guys that know uh, where to hit it to him? All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. This question has a lot of layers to it, so let's peel them back one at a time. First, just so everyone's clear, stacking is a way of positioning yourself and your partner on the court so that each person gets to play every single point on their preferred side, regardless of the score or who's serving or who's returning. I'll link to a video of stacking in the show notes. Now, Ted, you say that your partner and you are stacking, but you don't say whether you've done it so that your forehands are both in the middle of the court with your partner on the right-hand side of the court and you on the left, or whether your backhands are both in the middle of the court, your partner on the left and you on the right. If you've opted for forehands in the middle, which a lot of teams do, then your partner's backhand is exposed. If your opponents get the ball out wide, he is going to have to play a backhand because it'll be too far away for you to poach. So the only way that you can fully protect your partner's weak backhand is by putting him on the left side of the court. That way, any balls that are hit out wide to him will be hit to his strength, his forehand, and any balls that are hit to his weakness, his backhand, are in the middle of the court, and you can jump all over those, albeit with your backhand. So if you really care about your lefty partner not hitting backhands, stack so that your backhands are in the middle of the court, and you take any ball that's down the center. But this only avoids the problem. It doesn't address the fact that your partner has a poor backhand. I don't know why it's lousy. It might be a grip issue, it could be how he sets up his body to the ball, it could be something else. I can't really tell unless I see it. Perhaps this is a good time for me to mention our personal video analysis program, which is available at thirdshotsports.com. Check it out. I'll take a look. My name is Cassie, and I'm calling from Dinuba, California. That's in the Central Valley, right in the middle of the state. My question is, I'm a brand-new pickleball player. I had bought a base, a basic paddle, which was made out of wood, and then I recently bought a graphite one. I actually like the wood paddle, so I'd like to know the advantages of playing with the graphite versus the wood. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. I must admit that this is one of the only times I've heard of someone preferring a wood paddle to a more modern one. I'm a big fan of doing what works. So if you think you can play better with the woody, and not just because it's what you're most familiar with, but because it actually performs better, then you should go for it. But you asked about the advantages of graphite. So here you go. The first is power. The newer materials make it much easier to hit the ball hard. It's the same reason that hockey sticks aren't made out of wood anymore, nor are tennis rackets. Pro baseball players are forced to use wood only because the powers that be want them to not be able to hit the ball as hard. 
There's also the control factor. The newer paddles have more technology built into them to absorb the speed of the oncoming ball and the vibration that comes with it. Weight is a factor. Wood paddles are generally really heavy and that can be hard on your body. There's also texture. The newer paddles have some fine texture built into them and that lets you get more spin when hitting the ball. And finally, there's the durability issue. Wooden paddles tend to crack or peel. They're typically not very well made. The newer ones, not like that. You should definitely keep doing what works for you. But I think that with a little bit of practice, you'll find that the modern paddles perform far better than the old woodies. Hi, Mark. Uh, Shalane from Tucson, Arizona. I was wondering if you could tell me some good uh, weight training that is best for pickleball, maybe something simple I could do at home even that didn't require a gym. Uh, thanks a lot. When someone loses a point in pickleball, it's rarely because they're not strong enough. Usually the problem is that they hit the ball off center, or they don't move well enough to set up to the ball, or they're off balance when they hit. And while playing pickleball requires a lot of physical skills, I would not list strength as one of the main ones. Sure, you could do some push-ups or wall sits or squats, but I would argue that your time and effort is much better spent developing the more important skills of balance, agility, coordination, and flexibility. I've included a video in the show notes that shows some of the things you can do in close quarters, but my suggestion to you is to put down the weights and pick up a balance ball or skipping rope. This episode is brought to you by 31 Solo Pickleball Drills. If you're like me, you don't always have a training partner handy. Sometimes they're eating, sleeping, or doing other boring things, like working. And that's why I wrote this book. Because unlike your flaky friends, 31 Solo Pickleball Drills doesn't need to rest, take a bathroom break, or make a living. It's ready when you are. And if you use the promo code PROBLEMS at checkout, you'll save 5 bucks. 31 Solo Pickleball Drills. Currently on sale at thirdshotsports.com. Hi, this is Annie from Port Townsend, Washington. Um, I want to know where the best place for a right-handed player to stand when they're on the left court and up at the non-volley zone. I like to stand in the middle of my court where I can reach everything, I hope. Another player in our group insists I stand right next to the middle line. If I do that, I miss all the down-the-line shots. I hope you can solve this for me. Thanks. Bye. Where you stand on the court should be a reflection of what you are trying to make happen or what you're trying to avoid happening. If, for example, you want your opponents to hit out wide toward your backhand, then as a right-handed player on the left side of the court, standing right near the center line would be a good way to do it. They're going to see that opening out near the sideline, and they're more likely to send the ball there. In fact, it sounds like this is exactly what's happening, because you mentioned not being able to get to those balls that are near the sidelines. It could be the case that you want to avoid hitting backhands. If this is true, then as a right-handed player on the left side, you should stand right near the sideline, opening up the middle of the court, and meaning that any ball that comes towards you would at least be on your forehand side. It would give you a glorious opportunity to hit a forehand. So my question to you is, what is it that you want? It sounds to me like you want to be able to cover your side of the court well. You want to be able to get to the ball, whether it's hit towards the center of the court, towards the center of your box, or out wide. And standing in the center of your box will give you the best chance to do that. That's just how the geometry works. But your partner is suggesting you stand more towards the center of the whole court, right? Did you ask them why they suggested that? It might be that they want to force the opponents to hit near the sideline because that's a little riskier for them. They might hit the ball a bit too wide and then it goes out of play, giving you the point. 
But unless you and your partner talk about this, unless you use your words, you won't be on the same page. So my advice to you is to ask your partner out for a frosty beverage and talk to them. Find out why they're suggesting you stand where you stand and have a conversation about it. Hi, Mark. This is John from Melbourne, Florida, and I enjoy reading your posts, and I have your book on drills. My question is that I find myself when I'm at the non-volley zone and a fast volleying starts, or the fireworks as I like to call it, I find myself backing up. And, and before long, after the third or fourth rally of those uh, shots, I'm at no man's land and I've hit the ball in the net or it's gone over my head or out of bounds. How do I keep staying at the kitchen line when I know that's the best place to be and if there are any drills that I could practice to reinforce this? Thank you, Mark. So you're in a rapid-fire volley exchange, what you call fireworks, and you find yourself backing up. So why is that? Most likely it's because, consciously or not, you don't think you can hang with the other volleyers. Backing up is giving you more distance between you and your opponent, and that extra distance is giving you more time to react. And time is usually helpful when it comes to handling fastballs. But there's a downside to backing up. As you back up, you also give your opponents more time to react and you make it more likely that they can play the ball down at your feet, which is really tough. So the short answer is, you need more confidence in your volleys so you don't feel the need to retreat. You need to be more comfortable with holding your ground even under pressure. An easy solution is to restrict yourself from backing up, to stand with your back against a wall. Have a friend or a ball machine throw or hit balls to you. Start slow and increase the speed as you get more comfortable. Play the volleys back, and because the wall is there, it'll force you to stay put. Alternatively, you can do this on a court, hitting over the net, but you got to put something behind the non-volley zone, a few feet back. So whether they're flat pylons or even a skipping rope will work. Play the volleys back and forth with your partner, but don't back up stepping onto the object behind you. Once you get a little bit of practice doing this, and you see that you can hang in there during the fireworks, you'll feel less of a need to retreat. And we'll leave it there. If you have a question for me, you can give us a call, 1-833-PICKLE-B. That is 1-833-742-5532. And if you've got some advice for any of our callers, you can also call that number. Leave a message. That's 1-833-PICKLE-B. See you next time.